Hello everybody. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well and that you had a lovely week. It has been really, 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 really cold here in Vancouver and oh my goodness, it's freezing. But otherwise I'm doing all right. Welcome to the second episode of the Training Topics to Show podcast. Last week we spoke about social media the complicated complications of social media and how we have this beautiful technology and we have this ability to access other people via social media and how much our lives are always changing and somewhat shaped by it. Um, we're going to continue that conversation today and we'll get to the meat and potatoes of it all. We are going to talk about how social media affects our platonic relationships, romantic relationships, as well as our professional slash business relationships. This is part two of the complicated complications of social media. My name is Tag. Let's get started. All right, so I'm going to piggyback off... Um, what we spoke about last week in regards to not having a plan, not having a guide or how to navigate social media. Social media has been great, honestly speaking. Um, it has made things easy in terms of communication and access. But of course, with every good thing comes the vices as well, right? It's pros and cons. And so there are cons about social media. It is very, very efficient and fast and you're able to connect with the world just by a click of a button. I can literally broadcast to the entire world just by clicking a button. And that is crazy. That is crazy. I can talk to the entire world just by a click of a button. And what that has done is it has eroded our ability to be patient. It has eroded our patience. I remember growing up, we did not have a landline at home and our neighbor had a landline. So if anybody wanted to speak to any member of our family, of my family, they would call the neighbor's line and then the neighbor would come get us. And we would have to wait until the caller called us back. And it would be anywhere from five minutes to two hours, right? Waiting. And there was nothing wrong with that. I went to a boarding school and my friends and I were at different schools. So we would write each other in a term where semester of four months, maybe would get four letters back and forth, right? And that seemed okay. There was no rush. There was this patience, premium patience as I, as I like to call it, because really it seemed okay. We weren't in a rush at all. I cannot believe what that would be like today, right? Because nowadays I can just text somebody. I expect them to respond right away. When I call somebody, I expect them to pick up. If they don't pick up, I expect them to get back to me in due time. My ability to have patience has been eroded. I am I'm impatient, for lack of a better word. 
I don't know how to be patient anymore. And I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh my God. Um, so I had called Mama Jean and she didn't pick up the phone, right? A couple of hours passed. I called again. She didn't pick up, but I saw that she was online and I was like, oh my God, why is my mother ignoring me? Right? And then I had to question myself. I was like, okay, first of all, you're being unreasonable. If she is available to call you back, she will, right? I'm saying all that to say this. Social media has made everything so convenient and so available and so accessible. And that has risen our expectation to be attended to, right? Waiting for 5, 10, 15 minutes, an hour, or even for a day to receive a callback seems like it's very, 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 very long, right? So it makes us wonder, am I being ignored? What is going on? Why is it that I've called this person? Why is it that I've gone on their social media and they haven't responded? And oh my God, talking about that as well, let's say if I call you and you don't pick up your phone and then 30 minutes later, I see that you posted something on social media. Automatically, my mind is going to default to the thought of you ignoring me or thinking that, I mean, important, right? When there could be a number of reasons. And this brings me to how our personal relationships can be greatly affected with social media and by social media. And when I say personal relationships, I'm talking about platonic relationships. So these are relationships with our friends, um, our family members, people that we are not romantically involved with. Let's talk about Facebook for a second. Um, I have Facebook and I was just thinking about this the other day. I have uh, 492 friends and I was looking at the friends list and I was like, oh my God, there is only a few people that I know here personally. Out of the 492 friends, I know 121 people like personally. So these are people that I've met, I've talked to, I know them. If we met each other in the street, we would stop, talk, and, you know, have a conversation. And then it crossed my mind. I was like, you know what? The way social media is set up, um, the way Facebook is set up is to give us an illusion that these strangers are my friends, right? Um, I'll specifically speak about me and how I look at it. How and why are these people called friends? Like, because these are not my friends. Like, in reality, these are not my friends. I do not know these people. So why is it that Facebook decided <laughs> to define these strangers as my friends. Um, I did take a look at the definition of a friend. Um, Oxford Dictionary says that a friend is somebody that one has a mutual affection towards without any sexual nuances. Right? Affection. I know for sure that I do not have affection for these 
for these people that I have on my list. So why is it that we do it so easily and effortlessly um, accept strangers as our friends, quote unquote, and also share some of the most intimate part of our lives with these people? And then the question that Facebook asks you, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? <laughs> I honestly speaking, I've been thinking about this the whole week and really, really evaluating everything. That is a very intimate question. What's on your mind? And without even thinking twice or three times about it, I go on Facebook and I'm like, okay, since you asked me what's on my mind, well, let me tell you, I'm tired. So this, would, this is what my, uh, my update would be. Oh my God, I'm tired. Adulthood is exhausting. Somebody save me. I'm tired of paying bills, right? And I just put that out there and expect people to, I don't know, look at it, like it, comment on it or about it. And let's take a pause for a second here. The way social media has been designed, it's been designed to appeal to your ego, right? To appeal to the core of your ego. And then with these reactions that they have, they keep adding. So when I talk about reactions, I'm talking about the likes, love. Um, what is the other one? Wow, the crying one. And then the the surprised. No, wait, let me, <laughs> let me open my Facebook for a second here. Okay, so there is like, love, haha, wow, and angry and crying. The way these emoticons or emotions or whatever they are called, reactions, have been said is to appeal technically to the posters, um, the posters' uh, emotion as well. Because if I go on Facebook and I post about, um, I post a photo, for example, like let's say I post a photo of something, and then out of my 492 friends, only five people like it. What? What does that mean? Right? Um, should I be using uh, deductive reasoning to say that if it's not this, then it's that? Is there like a dichotomy there? Right? Of, yeah, is there a dichotomy there? Is it either or? Like, so if I post something and nobody likes it, then does that mean that my post is bad? Right? Because essentially, when we are posting, we're not posting it for ourselves, we're posting it for other people, right? Because if I wanted the post to just be for me, then I would have just left it as it is and kept it to myself. So when we post, we are sharing. And when we share, we want either to be acknowledged or to invoke um, a second kind of reaction or to open a line of conversation, really, right? And so then what does it mean when I post and nobody says anything, right? That appeals directly to my ego and it's up to me to either be offended or be like, oh, it's whatever, at least I posted it, right? And subconsciously, I truly feel like we have been conditioned 
to expect strangers to be a part of our story because if we're sharing intimate parts of ourselves like where we work what we ate what we bought what we like with strangers then technically there is an expectation that if I'm sharing myself and parts of me with these strangers I am building a story and they're part of my storyline so I want it to be you know a back and forth conversation or I want the stranger's input in some way right and also that brings me to the part of then the real life friendships that we have so these are people that are, are our actual real life friends, like people that we know, we talk to every day outside of social media, right? How do we navigate our personal friendships and, or even our families and things like that? Um, so I'm talking about your siblings and your parents and um, your extended members of your family. How do we navigate that on social media like should we even have our relatives as part of our friends on social media and for the personal friends that we have so these are platonic friendships how involved should we be in their social media activities right because i feel like there is a very gray area and this is why i've been saying that we should have gotten a blueprint like if my friend posts something on social media, what is the expectation? Am I supposed to participate in that? Am I supposed to participate in the conversation? Can I take the conversation from social media and bring it to our actual talks? Like, can I call them? Can I call a friend of mine and be like, yo, that thing that you posted, what's up? What's going on? Is that something that should be happening? What's, how do we navigate that? Right. And what are my expectations from my real life friends? So we're talking about people that I actually know in real life. What are my expectations um, of them and from them? Not just in real life, but on social media. Am I expected to like every post that they post? Am I supposed to comment on everything? Am I expecting them to participate in my social media shenanigans? Or where is, what do we do, right? What do we do? And speaking on that as well, still on the same topic of friendships um, and social media, how do we show up for our friends, right? So if a friend of mine calls me, for example, this is just an example. A friend of mine calls me in the morning and they're like, yo, girl, I'm in a bind right now. Can you help me? Uh, with 50 bucks, I'm broke. Can you help me? And I say, oh yeah, I'll take a look and see if um, I can help you. And then I'll come back to you a little bit later. Um, and then a few hours later, I get back to the friend and say, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a position to help you right now. I'm sorry. I wish I could help you, but I can't. And then later I go on Facebook and post these new shoes that I got five months ago, but I'm just posting them now. If my friend comes back to me and says, oh, wow, so you said you don't have money, but you're posting, you just got new shoes. Well, I thought you were a friend or something to that effect. 
how do we <laughs> how do we navigate that kind of uh, you know platonic drama that we may have with our friends or how do we deal with conflict um on social media like how are my friends expected to involve themselves or to help me or have my back when I'm having a social media conflict with somebody else because that's always going to happen right um you go on a facebook group um you're having a conversation and there is a difference of opinion and maybe there is a back and forth with um with somebody um my real life friends expected to have my back online what's the expectation there is a research that was done in 2018 in which they said that many friendships fell because of not supporting each other online which is crazy to me shouldn't it be that friendships should fail because of not supporting each other real life that would be a valid reason in my opinion but no um they said that many friendships fell because of not supporting each other online and especially this would be with the female counterparts right so if i am having a fight with somebody and a friend of mine doesn't come and have my back online doesn't help me apparently that's supposed to mean that we don't have a friendship which is ridiculous that is a very ridiculous way of looking at things because as i said last week social media is it's an illusion it is an illusion we cannot base our real lives on something that's not even real we may share real stories but we cannot react and base our reactions on on something like that i would rather have somebody that shows up for me as a friend in real life like real life than showing up on me on social media because social media doesn't mean anything it really doesn't it's literally just a medium of communication and connection but it's not real so how do we navigate that right that's food for thought for you but here is what i'm going to say not everything that's not everything or everybody that's on your friends list is your friend like it isn't i wish they changed that word friends no no we keep sharing our lives with strangers we're sharing our lives with strangers and as time has gone i feel like there's been you know there is a gray line now um it's not black and white are your social media friends really your friends like for real are they your friends no i don't think so is it possible to have an online friendship maybe yes i guess it's the modern uh modern way of having a pen pal i guess but really it's very easy to get carried away and think that your social media friends are your real friends because i kid you not if i went on social media today right now and said that hey you guys i'm in a bind i was wondering if any one of you can help me with 2 dollars since i have 
over 400 people listed as my friends if you all gave me two dollars i would have eight hundred dollars and i would be able to use that for my rent can you guys help me what do you think would happen really maybe 10 people would respond to that and actually show up um i'm saying that to say this not everybody that's on your friends list is your friend it isn't it isn't uh, we've been given this illusion of thinking that we have these people, these strangers that are in our corner who are our friends or our followers or whatever. But real talk, these are just spectators. They're just looking at what you do. They may take a few screenshots of what you're posting. They may share them in their other friendship groups and things like that. But your social media friends are not your real friends, unless if you know them personally. And that thought or that line of thinking actually has made me go and take a look again and see who I can, you know, remove from this list because it doesn't make any sense to me to have people that I don't know or there is no possibility of me knowing them. Like, why are we doing that? right? Is it because we want validation from strangers? Is it because we want the support of strangers? Is it because we are hopeful that one day these people are going to show up for us? Is it because we have the same ideas and we like the same things? So that makes us, um, I don't know, acquaintances or fanatics of the same, I don't know, team or whatever uh, that we have a passion for. I don't know. You guys tell me, right? And that brings us to romantic relationships and social media. Oh my God. This should have really come with a handbook and a guide. Oh my goodness. So many things can go wrong. I have always been of the belief that a conversation should always happen at the very beginning of a relationship. Uh, talk about the, your social media expectations. What are your expectations? What are your boundaries? What should you do? Should you put your relationship out there? And if so, what are you going to share? Right? What are you going to share? What are the expectations? What are the boundaries? It is really, really important to have boundaries because without boundaries, ah, the relationship is is doomed uh, or is set for disaster, right? For example, if I'm in a relationship, uh, the conversation that I would have with my guy is, okay, you and I are doing this thing. Do you want us to keep it on the down low or do you want us to let the world know, right? And how do we handle social media? Um, I have a couple of points about this. So, what are you going to do and not do? Do I expect you to be in girls' DMs and DMing people, showing them your private parts or being lovey-dovey with strangers online? Is that acceptable or not? One, two, how are you going to carry yourself online? Are you going to carry yourself as if you are a single person, which means that you're flirting as if your life depends on it? Or are you babying everyone? Are you honeying and darlinging everyone? Are you flirting a lot? 
like flirting nonstop with other women. Keep it respectful, right? Um, are you going to manage yourself? How are you going to manage yourself? How are you going to manage yourself? Are you going to be looking at naked girls' pictures, right? Um, are you going to be commenting things that are disrespectful? What are you going to do? And I hope he would hit me too and tell me, okay, you're in a relationship with me. This is what I would appreciate if my woman did. Don't, darling, everybody, don't flirt as if you're a whore. Don't, don't do too much. Still have your fun because at the end of the day, social media can be fun. So have your fun. Be silly. Do your little thing, but be respectful, right? Which means that I cannot just be putting heart emojis and lovey-dovey posts and commenting as if I am a woman in hit talking to other guys when I have a man because I don't want to disrespect him. And the same way I would expect that from him as well, right? Don't disrespect me. Don't disrespect the relationship. Um, I'm saying that to say this. It is very easy to go awry or astray with the access that we have right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. And again, research has shown and said that social media is the number one cause of infidelity in marriages and relationships. And that makes sense because let me give you an example. Let's say if my husband and I were in this huge fight, huge fight, we hate each other, but we love each other. But in the moment, because we're upset, we hate each other. And I go on Instagram, for example, I'm scrolling. And then for some reason, I go into my DMs. I find this message that this guy sent me, this stranger, a guy that I don't know, but a very hot guy. You know, a guy that looks like he is a Greek god, chiseled, ripped, just like an angel on earth. I go and I see that he DM'd me a couple of weeks ago and his DM maybe was like, hello, beautiful. I want to make you mine. Do you know how easy it is for me to entertain that because my emotions are all over the place and... In that moment, I'll be like, oh, it's nothing. It's harmful. So I'll reply. I'll be like, hey, you yourself. How are you doing, boo? How are you doing, darling? Right? And then that means I open a conversation and I may end up flirting, having a, I mean, having an inappropriate conversation because it's so easily accessible. And I'm sure that's the same with guys as well, right? For guys, actually, I feel like guys have it easy because guys can just go in a girl's DM and be like, hey, you're so beautiful. Not even that, actually. Let's go dirty. Guys can go in a girl's DM and be like, I want you. I want you. You know, I'm going to keep it PG. My mom listens to this podcast. So, Yeah. Be like, I want you. Or say something, something dirty, something inappropriate. Right? And then start up a conversation. Do you know how easy it is for 
people to cheat actually with social media, both men and women. It is very easy because you go in the DMs, you talk to a girl, you can arrange to meet up and do the deed within a few hours. Easy, easy, easy. So even though social media is helpful in terms of uh, connecting us with the world, discipline is really important, really, really important. Um, be disciplined with the way you post, disciplined in your conversations. You can have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, life is too short. So you can have fun, but be disciplined, especially if you're in a committed relationship. Be disciplined, right? And keep it in your pants. Don't be an internet whore or a social media whore, in a way, for lack of a better word. Because it is very easy for things to turn left, right? And it can also be a slippery slope. Um, Still standing on that example that I gave about being in a fight with your partner and then just doing the most for no reason. Let's say um, we're still in that situation. I had a huge fight with my guy. And I'm unhappy right now. And then I go on Facebook and I see that he posted whatever. He posted a photo, a post. And there is this girl who comes on and loves the photo. Or loves the post. Do you know what my first thought would be? First of all, who is this B? Okay. Who is this girl and why is she loving my guy's posts? Uh, that would be the thought, actually. So then I'll go and check, click, click this girl's profile and <laughs> take a look, zoom, be like, okay, where does she stay? Where is she? Is she in the same city as us? Okay, what does she do? Is she beautiful? Oh my God, how long has she been friends with my guy? And it's very easy to go on a slippery slope of craziness. It is very very easy. Again, because you're going to keep in mind, guys, you have to keep it at the back of your mind that anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. So if you're already in a very bad emotional place, it's very easy to go into um, the deep end and just go crazy, right? It's very easy because then I'll be like, okay, so she liked my husband's photo. Why is she liking my man's photo? First of all, why are you loving? Why are you loving my man's photo? Go love your own man, okay? Go and love your own man's post. Don't love my guy's post. That's the crazy chick in me. God is still working on me, but that's what would be at the back of my mind. It's very easy um, to to go crazy. Um, So let us be disciplined. Um, We have been given this amazing tool, very, very amazing, but it's it's very easy to to lose ourselves, right? And let me just. Let me just talk about the um the posts as well on social media and the the reactions to them because that really does bother me. 
right? These reactions that we've been given, they are designed to appeal to our emotions. They're designed to appeal to our emotions. Seriously. Why is it that we need all these other... It was just okay when we had the like. Do you remember the days where Facebook just had one like? The, that's, that was the only reaction that you could have. The like button. All these other... All these other reactions that have been added. They are causing problems. Because also it's very easy to select the... um, It's very easy to select the wrong reaction for a post. Because you know how you have to press it and then wait for for the uh, other reactions to come up? It's very easy to... It's very easy to put a laughing emoji instead of a crying emoji on, on a funeral post. It's very easy. So let's let's try and be disciplined and be very cognizant. And remember that the people that we have as our friends on social media, they're not really our friends. They're not. But also, the people that we talk to in our DMs, first of all, you know what? Let's just do better. Let us do better and be cognizant of what we are right now and where we are, our behavior, right? I said all that to say this. Let's be aware, self-aware of the day and age that we're in and let's be disciplined because without discipline, chaos is bound to happen, right? We have to be disciplined. Everything that we do in our lives requires discipline, right? Let's say, for example, food, eating. Food is delicious. It's very good, but you have to be disciplined with it because if you just eat recklessly, you may get illnesses, diseases, you may gain some weight, things that are not great for your health, right? Same with alcohol. If you have wine once in a while, that is fine. If you have a lot of it, you become an alcoholic. That is the same with social media. Discipline is important because if we are not, we are bound to get in trouble. And speaking of getting in trouble as well, that brings me to the topic of professionalism, being a professional or a business person and social media. I have seen so many people lose great opportunities because of what they did when they were younger and what they said online, or maybe even at this old age, actually, I have seen many people lose opportunities because of their social media antics, right? It is very easy. It is very easy to go on social media and get, you know, thumb muscles. That's what I call them. You get thumb muscles, you think you are Thanos or whatever, and you go on a tirade or maybe even a head speech online and you say some really, really bad things about people and then you just move on. You forget about that. And then later down the line, you get an opportunity maybe to hold public office or maybe you get an opportunity to supply for the government, to do business with the government and they go and do a background check on you and they find things 
that are not palatable, right? What do you do then? These are things that you said maybe five, ten years ago. You left them on your social media. And again, the internet is forever, right? The internet is forever. Once you put it out there, it's there forever. You can't delete it. You can try. But once it's out there, it's out there. So it is important for us to be very cognizant and aware of what we're doing. Because what we write today, what we post today may affect our future endeavors may stop us from getting the bag. And how bad would that be? How sad would that be? To fail to get what you truly deserve because of something that you did a few years ago. And this is why I feel really, really bad in a way for today's generation. So the people that were born any time after 2000, right? in a time after 2000 up to date. This is a generation that has had the most extensive technology, right? So everything is on their fingertips. They don't know how to wait for things. They don't know how to go a week or two without speaking to their best friend because the best friend is on the other end of the world and they don't have a phone. This is a generation that expects things to happen right away, like right there on the spot, right? Oh my goodness. This is the generation that doesn't have patience because everything is so instant. You can order something today. You will get it in five hours. You can order something in the morning. You get it in five hours. Amazon Prime, you order something today. Tomorrow it's at your doorstep, right? You write somebody, you text them and you expect them to text you back right away, Right? This is the generation of instant. Instantly, everything happens so instantly. They don't have to wait for anything. And I cannot imagine how they would feel if the technology crashed, right? So no phones, no internet for a day. Oh my goodness, it would be chaotic. <laughs> I know the world would stop. It would be chaotic. Oh my God. So let us pay attention to that and always remember that whatever we do will follow us, right? We leave a digital footprint, a social footprint. Once we post it, it's out there. It is there. It is there. And so what are you posting? What are you sharing with the world? How are you behaving online? That's my question to you. Let's do better. Let's be better. And let's have it in the backs of our minds that even though social media seems real, it really isn't. It really isn't. So let's take care of the people that we know in real life, right? Our real life relationships. Let's take care of our families, our relatives, these people that are actual people, instead of trying to impress these strangers who are spectators and just looking. Because if push comes to shove, or if push came to shove, because if push comes to shove, these people are not going to be there for you. 
These are strangers. These are people that are going to laugh at you, right? These are people that are going to take screenshots of your posts and make their posts laughing at you and making jokes about you. Let us take care of our own people, the real people, like our people. Let's take care of that. Okay. All right. That concludes part two of the complicated complications of social media. I love you for listening. My name is Tag. I'll catch you later.